This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 56, and that goes down on December the 2nd. Looks to be one of the biggest events in company history as Todd Duffy and Ben Rothwell knuckle up and toe the line, and great having Ben on the show once again. How are you doing, man? You having a solid day? Yeah, doing great. Uh, you know, I'm a part, again, of one of the biggest BKFC events ever. Uh, this is being touted as the biggest to date, so pretty exciting. You know, I'm very proud to be part of it. Yeah, and especially after the last one there, like, certain, I guess, similarities in as far as, like, some of the combatants on each card. Like, how does, I guess, this compare to the last time out in terms of, I guess, magnitude? Because, like you said, I mean, could very well argue this is the biggest event ever for BKFC. I, I feel like they're, they're definitely the two biggest. Uh, Mike, Mike Perry's leading the way. He's doing a, a great job. Uh, kind of been named the, the face of Bare Knuckle. And he's just got a great fan base. He's, he's just action. He's funny. He's got a lot of calling for him. He's got a lot of fans coming to BKFC to watch him. And then you bring in Eddie Alvarez to the mix. And then the last card, you know, the, 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 co, the main and the co-main event were, were stellar. And now they took the two winners and they put them together as a main event. So I think you just got two superstars uh, going at it. I, I personally like both guys. Uh, it's hard for me to, you know, to, to kind of have thoughts on the fight because I just wish them both the best. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like rooting for both of them, you know, and I know the fans are going to win in the fight. It's going to be a hell of a fight. It's going to be exciting. But I just don't want anything to do with picking a winner. Um, so, you know, the, the better man that night's going to win, and I'm going to be happy for, for both guys that are going out and making some money. And they're going to put on a great fight for the fans. And I get to be the Coleman event. You know, I'm, I'm talking with Todd Duffy, uh, another named heavyweight. I think people are excited to see it. You know, Todd's had some ups and downs, but a lot of his, his stuff has come from getting kind of late, late on the ground and MMA and things like that. You know, there's there's none of that. You know, this is straight up striking and uh, just just using our bare knuckles, and I think it's gonna be a very exciting fight. He, he's calling for the fight of the night. I uh, I have different plans, so and then we'll see what happens. And I feel like I know what you're probably intimating there, but what are your different plans? Well, fight of the night sounds like something that's gonna go five rounds or something that's gonna just battle. I'm not there to battle. I know what I need to do, and when I do it, it's, it's going to be one-sided. So that's my intentions. Yeah, is there something you see in what he brings to the table? I guess I ask that because you re- referred to him at the press conference as a glass cannon. Like, it's almost like he needs to, in your estimation, get off his offense. And if you connect on him, it's kind of, you know, the end, as it were. Like It's, it's just, hey, everybody can change on a, on a fight. Um, we've seen it, but if you historically look, uh, you look at it, all the fights, he goes out to, to go out on the field 
I mean, he, he goes out hard to either finish the fight or he gets finished. He, he's not afraid of that, and it, it makes him dangerous, but then also suspect, suspect, susceptible at the, the same time. I messed that word up. You get what I'm saying? Uh, susceptible at the same time uh, to getting caught. So it, it's a great fight for the fans because the fans know what he brings to the table. Uh, he goes out, and I don't really know in his MMA career that he's had many fights go past the first round, win or lose. Uh, he had a couple, um, but that's just not his thing. It's not his style. And it seems like also, at least referencing some previous articles I've seen written on you, like it seems like maybe the experience factor could be a big variable here. Like, do you feel like the fact that you're already 2-0 and and he's a debutant gives you, like, pronounced, I guess, advantage in this fight? I mean, maybe that's a, a dumb question, but, I mean, would he be, like, particularly out of his depth relative to what you've done so far? It, it's, you know, if he has it his way, he comes out right away, and, and he's going to have his first fight like I had my first fight. My first fight, I really couldn't tell, clearly couldn't tell you that I had much experience. Yeah, my, my hands were a little bit sore, but it's nothing compared to the second fight. I went three rounds with, in my mind, the BKFC's other toughest heavyweight. I really think Josh Copeland is going to really shock a lot of the other heavyweights. I think he's going to walk through a lot of the other heavyweights. And I think his last fight, I said that after a fight, I think people are like, yeah, yeah. And then he goes out and takes on, you know, a former boxing champion. That guy was brought, people thought that guy was going to really handle Josh Copeland. It was actually the opposite. Josh Copeland more or less walked through that guy. And I think he really, uh, he got David Feldman's attention, I know. And I think he got a lot of people's attention to kind of realize that I'm, what I'm seeing is right. I've been fighting a long time. I've fought a lot of the best dudes. I, I, know, I know a thing or two. I know what I was going against. And I just know, like, yeah, um, I took control of the fight completely, but that's just... You know, I need more fights. People need to know what, like, just how what they're dealing with when I'm talking, like how good I really am. And I think mean, people are going to see how good Josh Copeland really is. And that three, three, four rounds with him gave me a exponential amount of experience that I can't put a price tag on because I really got to work some parrying defense, my clinch work, just different types of strikes that I only really get to practice and practice isn't the same as doing it live against the real body with bare knuckles you know a lot of my sparring has to be done with 16 ounce gloves there's no way around it we can't go smaller because people are going to get unnecessarily injured and, and beat up and you can't practice bare knuckle with another person and not get paid for it like you just don't do that that's just that'd be you could i would not recommend it it would not be you wouldn't have a very long career fighting you know what I mean so it's kind of like fight night is your chance to really learn and get experience and those three rounds I got yeah they really put me ahead um, in a lot of ways against a lot of the heavyweights and Todd doesn't know you know ignorance is bliss too which you don't know you don't know so you get to go in and be crazy but every little bit that we're in there and every bit of damage that Todd takes and every time he feels his knuckles hit something they're not supposed to hit and has to deal with that, it's a hell of a place to learn to deal with it. And I, on the other hand, have been hit. I had a big cut. I've had both my knuckles smashed pretty good. I had a tooth punctured into my hand from Josh Copeland. 
yeah, all of these things. You know, and I, I kept fighting with it. You know, I had to deal with it. I felt that pain during the fight. So these are things that I know at least I went through. I know what to expect. I know how my body's going to handle it. And that means something. You know, we, we, we all think we know how we're going to deal with a cut or how we're going to deal with that, but you really don't know until, you, until it happens to you. I guess kind of in line with that, it is interesting because I noticed that you're now training, you know, bare knuckle at Rothwell MMA. So it's cool that you're, I guess, paying that forward. I mean, you talk about the on-the-job training. Like, I guess it's cool that you're imparting that on-the-job knowledge to, like, that next generation of bare knuckle fighters. Yeah, I also throw MMA shows, and I think my next step is I want to throw some bare knuckle shows in Wisconsin. Uh, bare knuckles helping to get the get it legalized, to get everything done here, and uh, I'm going to help push it too. And uh, if I can get a show here before bare knuckle, hey, cool. It's just going to help. It's going to make their their life easier when they do decide to come here. So that's uh, some of the things we're working on. Yeah, I mean that's very exciting. I love how involved you are with that that's something we've talked about before just probably helps with giving like that i mean you have invaluable knowledge in the fight game just as a fighter in that localized kind of way but just the different roles you've had over the years it seems like it would just grow that knowledge in an even more nuanced kind of way so that's cool to hear you have the bare knuckle plans there with your promotion yeah absolutely it's 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 a joy to give back to the community and to um, I'm kind of living in a small area, so I don't have this huge base of fighters, but the ones that I got are great and value me, and I value them, and we work together as a great team. Yeah, and some interesting dynamics with your opponent here. Like, I guess, how would you, you know, characterize the temperament? It seems like you guys are understanding what, you know, kind of fight this is going to be ultimately, but it seems like there's a certain playful kind of rapport in a certain sense like I was seeing the I guess interview that you did like the dual interview with the schmo and he was kind of talking about how you like you ran the heavyweight champ out of town like it seems like there's a certain playfulness almost well you see the lighterweights and, and then you see guys that are on the streets get very I remember there, so I'm not downing them. I remember it was like being on a big win streak, you feel invincible, you say all sorts of crazy shit, and I'm just kind of glad to be past that. Like I said, Todd and I have been in there with some of the toughest people on the planet. We've had ups and downs, both of us, and it's a heavyweight division. So we just have this kind of unspoken respect for each other, what we've gone through. And when I describe this being as business partners, ultimately, he, he was shaking his head like, totally understanding like it's like we're trying to let people like we want to be funny we want to give good one-liners we want to kind of you know he just kind of had a funny liner on me and i just kind of sat and laughed i you know um it's like we got to be entertaining because at the end of the day it's really what this is about entertainment but as heavyweights and the way him and i fight it isn't the talking and all this is it's kind of whatever because we both you know there's a heavyweight division, and it's all about the fight. And when him and I go out and fight the way we fight, the fans are going to be happy. And that's really all that matters. You know, what does David Feldman care about? Does he care about the pre-ups and all this? No. He wants to see action the night of the fight. That's what this is all about. And it's about getting the, uh, the Maverick Center, you know, 
getting a, getting that crowd on their feet and getting uh, blowing the rope off this place. Giving something uh, for all the media to write and talk about for weeks to come. And in a very like specific way, I mean, a super exciting fight, but it also seems like there is a tendril to it where it could potentially be a heavyweight title eliminator. I guess in saying that, like, what are your thoughts on that Arnold Adams McTerrell rematch for the vacant belt that's on this card too? My last fight, my last fight, uh, they put Belcher on the on the camera right after my wounds. I kind of felt like. I had to kind of call for it, but I really, I really, truly wasn't expecting it or nor care. I, I just need to kind of earn my place, and that's what I'm doing. That's what this fight is. People are like, oh, you should be the heavy title play right now. I'm like, God, I don't even. I'm, I'm, I'm years past that stuff. I've been, I've been kind of in a situation before, and even worrying about it and thinking about it is a waste of energy and time. I know, go out and put on great performances and things will happen, things will line up. You know, I gotta get more of the fans excited about me. I need them yelling that they tell me, this guy's gotta fight for the title, then I'm gonna fight for the title. And that's when I wanna fight for the title. I don't wanna fight for the title and people are like, ah, they don't know about me. No, I want a full stadium of people behind me want me to be the champion. And then I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna become the champion. Because I want to bring a lot more than just, oh, hey, look, I got the phone. Like, there's a chance, there's a long, I'm a long time player with a lot of years behind me. It would be a really awesome thing for me to get that belt because I'd like to be more than just a, just a guy carrying a belt around. I'd like to bring a lot more to the table. I want to go to the events. I want to blow up the BKFC the best that I can and really be a champion for the people. I want to get back to my autograph sessions where I'm standing in line for eight hours and signing all those autographs and taking all those pictures. That's some of the funnest times of my life hanging out with that many fans. And I'm starting to see that again, and it's making me excited. And uh, it's kind of, in one part, it's bittersweet because seeing some of the fans not get that, and they're so surprised that I'm so willing to do it. It's kind of sad that that's a generation of fighters that are, that are like forgetting who they are and why do we get to fight? We get to fight through the fans. Don't ever forget that. I never will. And it seems like I'm getting one one last chance here to really fucking hit that home and get with the fans and uh, the BKFC getting the opportunity to, to really get out there and be, at the, be with everyone and, and doing what I love the most. Well, even in one of our previous conversations, you were talking about how, you know, Bare Knuckle has like its own unique specific fan base like even anecdotally my one buddy eric jackson is very interested in bare knuckle he's like you got to show me a few of these bkfc fights and i put on your bobo o'bannon fight and he was just so taken aback he's like what the hell the fight's over that quick like he just steamrolled that guy but yeah just interesting that it's sort of getting across to like those newer fans and stuff like that so you know love to see that and everything and yeah just a lot of, a lot of cool stuff on the go it seems like man and i mean just kind of wondering because it seems like there's a lot of different bare knuckle mediums out there nowadays like it seems like there's a bit of like bare knuckle mma out there now as well bkfc recently did like a special rules bare knuckle muay thai fight like what are your thoughts on i guess the different versions like permutations of bare knuckle fighting that are starting to pop up You kind of made a statement about showing it to your buddies. I wasn't sure if it was a question or not, but the biggest thing that I'm seeing is getting people to live events. 
Um, watching on TV is cool. We got a bunch of people that do it, but the live audience is the one that really, really gets sucked in because you feel and hear the punches like nothing I've ever been to before. It's like my I first went to an event before I fought, and I was like, oh, this is different. And I know in my my second fight against Josh Copeland, we had the whole arena on its feet because. Unfortunately for Josh, he took a ton of abuse, but every one of my shots that were landing, especially in the third round, just had people just on their feet. The whole place, it's like every one of my punches was just echoing through the arena. And I've never, you know, in a fight, I've never, like, it felt like I was, like, to, like well, I was hitting them, and I could just tell, like, that it was shockwaving through the arena. And then after talking to people that were in the back, telling me, oh my God, we could feel those punches. It's just like something I don't know how to explain. So I think it's our live crowd that are really, really getting the fan base going, but it's still action. And people like a good knockout even watching on TV. That's the fun thing. But that night with Bobo Bannon, it was quick, and you're watching on TV, and you're like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, steamrolls. But it was nothing like compared to the people in the audience. All night long, I was signing out there and taking pictures, and every person was like, oh, my God, that uppercut. Oh, my God, the uppercut. I can hear, I can feel it. I can hear it. I've never, I mean, I've knocked out all the way all sorts of guys. I mean, I've never had people say stuff like that, like telling me they felt the punch. So uh, it makes people really feel a part of the event. Like, we're really, like, giving people memories of a lifetime, <laughs> so to speak. So that is a, a big thing that separates itself from, from us combat sports. Now, to your second question about, you know, what do I think about the other combat sports? And that's my way of describing it. I'm talking boxing, MMA, karate combat, all the other bare-knuckle entities, BKFC. All of us together are combat sports. And the way I think it's awesome is my, my interpretation of this is international. And the BKFC's following suit up the UFC is making this an international entity that we've got the whole world is intrigued and excited by combat sports. That, that's something that even American football, as big as it is in America, and it's huge, if you go overseas in different countries, they don't know outside of maybe a couple of the major names. They don't care about football. Now you go over and drop some fighters' names, some famous fighters. Everybody, you're going around in the Philippines, parts of Europe, all around Russia. Like they know fighting. They love fighting. They're excited about fighting. People were. To, I had friends that went to Japan and Brazil, and they were asking what gym they went and the names of people, and they shook their head and they go, "Well, Ben Rothfuss." And people instantly lit up and they're like, "Oh, Big Ben!" Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Well, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm known in Japan. I'm known in Brazil. I'm known in South America. Like, I'm known all around Europe. I have friends in Africa sending me fan mail. Like, that's absolutely amazing to me. A worldwide thing. I, I, I said this a couple times. I was really like my big thing right now. The closest thing I get to world peace. When I, I mean, when I stood in that line for eight hours signing all the autographs, I felt like I met someone you know, throughout the whole time from a different part of the world. All the time. Someone from each country, I felt like at some point in time, came up to me. And that was absolutely amazing. We didn't care about religion. We didn't care about skin color. We didn't care about how people were dressed. Nothing. We were all just the same. We just cared about combat sports. We cared about a cool knockout. And it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like I said, the closest thing I've ever come to, to world peace. 
and I just can't tell you what that feeling's like. It's no amount of money can pay for it. And that to me is one of the greatest things about this. So of all these combat sports competing with each other, getting mad at each other, no, no, brothers. We're, we're doing something incredible. And the people really get into karate combat, guess what? There's a great chance they're gonna watch BKFC. People, all the UFC fans, guess what? They happen to get intrigued and kind of watch BKFC. All the boxing fans and all the YouTube, all you, lots of people are getting mad about YouTubers and boxing. Guess what? It's still combat sports. And if they're willing to watch Jake Paul, there's a good chance they're going to watch Ben Hoff and Boxing Radio. So I'm happy. I'm just happy about all of it. It's all, I, I, when I was five years old, I don't ever remember hearing anything about fighting like I do now. There was Mike Tyson for a period of time. That was about the pinnacle of that era. Outside of that, I didn't hear about kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, nothing. And now today, it is in fact combat sports is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. And it's all around the world. It's on ESPN. It's everywhere. And the whole world's about it. And I couldn't be happier. That's really powerful, and I was kind of asking that question in that lane. I'm a similar kind of person, and as far as just a lot of appreciation for, you know, so many permutations of combat sport out there, but I think it's really beautiful, like, talking about the connections you establish with people all around the world, and obviously you've fought for quite a while and have done some great things. Like, through that journey, when did you, I guess, start noticing, like, how much joy that kind of connectivity with you know, people like fans and stuff like that brings you. Like, when did you start, I guess, noticing that connectivity and everything? I guess I always wanted it to be there, but the truth is it's going to be about 2015 and 2016. I was on the come up. I was on a, you know, I was working on a four-fight win streak, and I it was the UFC Fan Expos. That's where I stood in line for that year and signed for eight hours on one Friday. I signed two back-to-back days. I signed for multiple companies, which is that one day in particular. I was like, wow. Uh, it took me, um, in one hour, I could sign a little over 100 autographs with pictures, and I tried to always talk to each person for at least a few seconds, you know, maybe, maybe longer, depends. But I tried to get everybody, every single person I tried to give a moment to. And when I got done, I was totally exhausted. It was like a full eight hours on my feet. And I sat down, I was, I was trying to eat some food I'd eaten in the whole day. And I was sitting with my wife and I was just like, you know what, that was amazing. And she's kind of like, you know, like kind of hung. Like, and I explained to her what, what just happened. And it was pretty much from that moment forward, I really took an appreciation for what we're doing, what we have. Well, I love hearing that, man. I mean, you've given so much to combat sports. It's great to hear you. I mean, maybe this type of phrasing is kind of weird, but get your flowers. Like, there's something really cool about that. For sure. I, 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 I need to talk. I haven't really talked about it in the last, you know, eight to ten years. I feel like now this new generation of guys, I got I to gotta remind, I got to get it out there. And it's kind of my goal is to get the BGFC title because as a champ, you get more interviews, you get to talk more, and that's that's what I want to bring to the table, and I really want to, I want to bring that to everybody's attention, that type of appreciation, and know like, what we're doing. And just seeing the BKFC really kind of start their global expansion is just, just falls right in suit with all of this. 
yeah, absolutely. As a Canadian lad, I'm excited to see that Enoch Edmonton-based card in March coming up. Super exciting prospect event, no doubt. And you've been really good with your time, man. I guess one last question I had, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on it. I was seeing an interview you did with MMA Junkie a bit before your BKFC debut, and it seemed like you were following along with AEW a little bit. You shouted out Sting still getting out there and performing, and he's getting ready to you know hang up the boots in late February, early March. They're kind of doing a storyline around that. Like, what are your thoughts on all that? You still keeping up with a little wrestling on the side, or not so much? Sorry, what's for Sting? Yeah, I'd heard on MMA Junkie you were shouting out Sting still performing. Oh, I just think it's incredible. Um, I also always have appreciation for when guys are athletes. Like, I honestly don't have time for much sports and stuff like that. But my chiropractor, my uh, my my physical therapist, via the, you know, very good friend and chiropractor. He kind of he's a manual therapist actually. Huge huge wrestling fan. And he watches all all of it. Watches all all the brands and. Uh, just talking with him and hearing about the storylines and all the different stuff and we just you know he brought up staying how old he is and it's just incredible it's because these guys those guys are full-blown athletes and they're they're actors in the sense they're, they're they're entertainers they're performers and they do a great job and sting is somebody that i remember seeing when i was a little kid you know and here he is you know he's still wrestling at the highest level he's finally getting ready to, you know, maybe stop performing. I can't imagine he's going to completely walk away from wrestling. I'm sure he's going to have some sort of, you know, broadcasting, commentating something, because he should. And, uh, but I'm happy for him, and, and what an incredible career. And, you know, it's just somebody that, yeah, basically through my whole lifetime I've watched. So, pretty cool. Yeah, crossing so many generations. I remember dressing as Sting for Halloween when, you know, I was a kid. So, you know, cool stuff. Love to see it. And I'm sure I could ask you a ton more questions, Ben, but I do want to be mindful of your time and schedule, man. I appreciate you coming on and giving great insights, as always. But just curious if perhaps there's a final parting thought you'd like to add as we're kind of wrapping up here, man. Just a quick shout-out. Um, you know, I, I do very much appreciate getting involved in the BKFC and his incredible group his staff, his, his team, uh, they're really, really just doing an amazing job uh, in all all aspects, getting this thing sanctioned uh, throughout the United States. Like I said, we're working on Wisconsin. Uh, shout out to First Round Management, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them guys. Incredible management team. Even Melky, uh, I forever got their back. And... Uh, Shout out to King Pie Pandas and Overdose Podcast and uh, Market Cipher. They have been getting my bags to start to be KFC, so big out shout out to those guys. So thank you, sir, for doing what you did, man. Spreading the good word, getting combat sports out there for everyone to listen. Yeah, I mean, you give such great insights, man. It's always fun getting to talk to you i feel like i talked to you for so long but i you know do respect that you're a busy guy like i was saying and very stoked to see this todd duffy fight at bkfc 56 on december the 2nd so again to reiterate thanks so much for coming on bare knuckle radio and you have a good rest of your night ben thank you 
Thank you so much, sir. Have a great night. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buy.